What's going on, everybody? Sorry, that was a little loud. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. As always, I am Sam. And, and I'm Megan. And this is another week of our podcast. Yeah, and for those who are new here, we are two Peruvian adoptees living in New York City, just kind of talking, ranting, expressing our feelings about life and everything so yep and it is a lot it is a lot yeah so uh, let's do the ups and the downs of the week all right pros and cons ups and downs i had a different word for it earlier but the i can't think I thought of you it. Said pros and cons that's what you that's what you used last yeah. week no or was that not yeah pros and cons Highs, right. and highs and lows. I highs like that lows. better. Highs and lows of this week. Kind of like a temperature or something. Yeah. yeah I know how you love temperature. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking. You you and Maya are always asking me, what's the what's what's the temperature right now? I'm like, oh my yeah, god. Yeah, you've, somehow you've grown this fascination with uh, extremities in temperature, more specifically with cold. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because my cold is different than your cold. And so you're like, is it cold outside? I'm like, I'm not really sure compared to what your version. And what's of cold funny is. is that you are cold now, and I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cold. Anyways, it's the coldest it's been in New York City. Sorry, okay, I'm going off. Um, oh, highs and lows this, this, this week. A low is a little bit personal, um, but this week there was like a fair, a big family fight in your family, and so oh, that was. Yeah, uh, how could I forget? That kind of took over two or three days. Yeah, that um. And mentally, kind of, it was just really mentally draining. Yeah. So that was a low, um, a high for this week. I think just learning and understanding how Maya is becoming more. Uh, she's getting older and she's understanding things more. So I just appreciate being able to express myself in like more much more of a mature way. So when you were kind of handling the fight situation with your family I was going in and I was telling her like oh man I'm just really overwhelmed and she's like why and I was just laying on her ground on her cute little carpet and I was she was painting we were hanging out and I was just explaining kind of trying to not explain the situation because it's in detail and it's not like nothing I want her to worry about but I was just trying to explain it so she could understand and I made an analogy about slime and this and that and it was just nice because she understood yeah, and sorry about um, speaking of my, I just wanted to show you this, this Christmas tree Oh, cute. Yeah. Oh. Our Christmas tree's better. <laughs> sorry. I can be like that. Gotta, gotta one-up everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really appreciate Maya and how she's kind of like just being more understanding. And another kind of up that I love this week is that walking to school with Maya has been really cool because she has all of these questions and she has all of these comments and concerns and it's really nice to hear so this week we talked about cancer we talked about mm. drugs and why they're illegal um we talked about next game next play mentality that sam always talks about and it was really nice because she's just such a curious person i just really i as much as i sometimes hate getting her ready in the morning because she drives me crazy we drive each other crazy she yelled at me this week, too. She's like, all right, I get it. You don't have to tell me every single time. Yo, she's been showing some attitude. Like, I, I, I specifically remember two times. Yeah, and and, I, and after she said that, I was so caught off guard. I was like, oh, 
you're annoyed imagine how i feel telling you telling the same yeah, one person if, the same what thing did she say right? every single time <laughs> and she said one time like you were talking to her and she's like all right i got it yeah I that might have like, been the same thing <clears throat> or she was mad at me <laughs> or like i think because I, I i said something to her yeah it was <laughs> i was it like was do crazy. your homework she's like all right <laughs> I was like, oh, she's such yeah. a good kid, though, because compared yeah. to some of these kids I see on the sidewalk fighting with their parents down the road, it's just yeah, like, they're holy bad, shit. Mm-hmm. This one girl was like, I hate you. I'm going to tell all my friends what a terrible mother I have. Oh, yeah. Sorry. One more. I shouldn't go first because I have so much to say. One more like down was that you were super sick this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lost a day, man. I'm really upset about that. I lost like a, two days. Because <clears throat> I wasn't in my peak focusing self, because part of it was. You were napping um, and you never nap. I literally was out of commission for one day. But I feel like one or two days prior, I felt it and it was affecting me. So, but it's kind of over now, which I'm really enjoying. It's all my onion water. I no, I, it might be. It might be because I got better real quick. And you know what it was? I expelled. For the first time in my life, I felt like when I was blowing my nose, I felt like I was expelling. It was like so weird. Um, The toxins, like it somehow lodged all in my fucking sinus. (laughs) And then it just completely came out. Like I've never experienced that. Normally it gets like lost in my throat, you know, and And it's hard to get in. I started to get out. You have to really like hock it up. Mm -hmm. But this time it literally just found its way and it knew where to go and my body it felt so good it well was they like, say that that's what onions are supposed to like rid toxins yeah because of. when i blew my nose my favorite thing honestly was blowing my nose in the morning because mm. somehow i felt it you know when you get a good one and you feel it in the middle <laughs> Sorry, of your guys. fucking head yeah you know that's yeah, how i, I felt every morning like that it got bad. I was like and it felt so good because like just the thought that like all these like Bacteria, germs germs are yeah. kind of getting out yeah, I was making Sam like all of these homemade remedies instead of taking medicine. And I was you took medicine one time for um, I tried a, it. a fever. You had a bad fever one morning. Yeah. So that was the one time. Yeah, you're skeptic. But you, you were a champ, though. I you, believed you. You, I you mean, did everything that I gave you. A skeptic got to prove, got to try it before you, you know. Knock it. Yeah. All right, what's uh, your turn? Yes. Highs and lows. Uh, highs and lows. Well, lows would be obviously that dilemma I had with uh, my mom and, and about some family issues that have been <laughs> plaguing my life for uh, my whole life. And I felt that I needed to say something finally. And I did. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about it. But I'm really glad in the end that I was able to express how I feel. And that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, it was, it was very rough. And I think to me, that was the high and low. Obviously another low would be getting sick, but also another high would be, you know, I'm on vacation and work has been really stressful for me. And it's nice to be able to just take a deep breath and (laughs) kind of just, just relax a little. Um, understand, you know, um, there's a lot of personal pressure to focus on my passion and what I love to do. And it's hard because, you know, when you, when you feel like you're always working, you feel like you can never rest. And 
when you are trying to work after work, it's really hard. So the minute that you find time to just not do your nine to five job is kind of, you equally want to rest your mind as much as work on your craft. So it can be very stressful at times um, dealing with that. And I'm just happy that like I've had enough, like this is a very extended uh, vacation and I'm just really like proud, not proud, um, grateful just for it. And um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> we have the TV on in front of us. Is that distracting you, Shana? We're no, watching the We're watching all the games that are playing right now. Right now it's... Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia and yeah. uh, the Cowboys. Sorry. Yeah, no, maybe, maybe. All right, I'll try. I'll try. Maybe it was me I'll distracting try. you because I got up real quick. Yeah, I was like looking at you in the side and I um, I got distracted. Not, I think maybe both of them. But <laughs> yeah, so that was my highs and lows. So all right, so let's get into it. A few, I want to say a few days ago, I learned something new about you and I love that I did. It was, it's always interesting because I feel like we've known each other since we were 13 and so... I like when I learn something new about you. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, how did I not know that? We'll start off with you telling me what your Chipotle order is. Your go-to every time. Triple chicken, lettuce, pinko de gallo, the veggies, cheese, and lettuce. Did I say lettuce already? No, I don't think so. Yeah. And do they give you a hard time when you go and grab your chicken? Yes. They always ask me. You know it's extra, right? (laughs) So they always say they kind of make it a big you sure huh it's like you know they have to hear it like tw- two or three times mm-hmm. and then they have to tell me <laughs> it's extra but i understand why they tell me but i equally don't because i'm just like you i've come in there a lot but then that's expecting for them to know me but still i don't know like if somebody's asking for extra i think it's presumed and considering i think it's on their menu that it is extra yeah, and I feel like they've probably just gotten burned before with people saying things. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I didn't know if I, if I knew. Okay, make me a new burrito. It's like, I don't know you like that, so I'm not asking you to, like, give me one. Like, what's it called? Like, pull one over or something? Yeah, like, pull one over. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the opposite version. Pull. They think I'm trying to pull one over on them by yeah. being like, come on, come on, man. Like, as if I, they're no my friend deal. or something. Yeah. And that's not the case because I don't, you know, I wouldn't do that to some random person like that because to me that'd be stressful. Like, I also think that they kind of get surprised. They're like caught off guard. They're like, oh shit, he wants triple chicken. Like, because a lot of the time when I order that and you're not there, I go up to the front. Wait, they're wait. like, I don't really know. Like, hey, like, she ordered triple chicken. They're like, it doesn't matter. Just do double. And, and some of them like, are like, no, no, no. Like, this is how you do it. And like, a lot of people have never put that even in the system and, before. And I, it's like they act like it's so much. Because, not, but oh, not only do I not, my orders change too. So I don't get rice or beans. Mm-hmm. I get extra chicken. So I'm filling up more on my, my protein. But it's not necessarily more calories. Because beans and rice have a lot more I'd be surprised. I think they, you know, what do you think? A grilled chicken is like maybe four or 500 calories because I get the triple chicken. Mm-hmm. And like what? Uh, a chicken breast is, uh, what do you say? Like calorie wise, like a chicken breast is like 40 calories, sure. maybe uh, 250 calories, 250 calories, 40, For 40 grams of chicken. Yeah. Let me look it up right now. Hold on. I just okay. want to actually, I want to know. I'm putting myself on the test right now. I mark my words, what I say. I think, um, well, you said 40. 
like 40 grams and then of you protein. Said, uh, okay, there we and go. Then 40 grams of protein. Oh, 40 grams of protein, really? That uh, seems like a lot. I know, but it's a lot. It's like, like it's, it's the leanest meat of the chicken. All right, let's check. <laughs> My fucking sausage fingers. Say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm jokes around about having sausage fingers. No, because you <laughs> joked around about it. I didn't hear it. My big fingers are big. Until... You said you like that Maya doesn't have sausage fingers like you one day. Yeah. And right? that's what I was. Oh, okay. So this is what it is. Uh, a chicken, 100 grams serving of a chicken breast provides 160 calories. Mm. Oh, so you're close um, on that. 31 grams of protein. Oh, so I'm close so on both. Close I on said both. 40 grams of protein and 250 calories. Uh, so that means that if I hypothetically eat two chicken breasts, mm-hmm. that's like two, 165. And they for sure don't give you two chicken yeah, breasts. So it be like, like I said, like 250 calories right. around and like 40 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. Huh? So it did wear out for me. I added it for, for me. Yeah. And so, yeah. And that's leaner than rice and beans, I think. Like less calories or just as much. But definitely way more protein, which is gives me way more of a filling feeling. And it holds me down instead of these kind of filler carbs. Um, so I think it all works out. And they think that like it's OD so much. So I was like, yo, chill out. Yeah. And some people can't even wrap the burrito. And then yeah. they're like, let me just wrap it again. And it just is a mess and it falls apart. It's it's pretty entertaining. But um, the reason I'm asking this is because mm. recently you told me that when you were younger, you had an eating disorder. And so just oh, hearing yeah. about you talk about food right now actually means a lot different for me now than than i previously even thought of it yeah so i just kind of wanted to open up the floor and have you maybe talk on that a little bit uh yeah definitely i had a bad eating disorder it's weird that i even call it that you know it's like somebody who doesn't acknowledge something like traumatic i guess that they went through which is why i was so surprised when you told me that the other day yeah i was like wait 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 you know it's interesting though i think wow wow it's kind of like connecting a lot of dots right now. What's interesting is that, okay, so growing up, I don't know why, but I I thought that I had a great childhood. Did a lot of really cool things with my mom. Uh, my mom was super loving, did so many activities with me. I had a lot of friends. But somewhere down the line between my adolescent age, I kind of got, I'd like to describe it as I just got hit with the worst sense of my emotions, because that's what puberty is. Mm -hmm. You get influxed with all of these new hormones and you don't know how to make sense of it. And I think, honestly, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Who I was, who I turned out to be, is this very, like, pure, like, (laughs) like alcohol you know it's just very pure i feel um i am you know with all my emotions and my my passion and my anger and my sadness i get very very high and very very low and the first time experiencing that i think for myself i um i think it really hit me and i didn't know how to control it and it was just this crazy feeling of just sadness and and anger and I somehow didn't or wasn't able to talk about it, speak about it. And I started to, for whatever reason, just hold all that emotion in. And that turned into, I don't really know. I just, I don't know how that turned into an eating disorder. I somehow, like, I just had to binge eat. I don't know why. Maybe it's... I'm not sure if it was maybe subtly 
kind of oh, passed yeah, down yeah, it to was you crash. Oh, 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 because your mom is actually does the same thing not necessarily binge but she's a very emotional eater yeah oh yeah uh maybe that's how i saw her um deal with her emotions oh yeah she was just eat oh, i must I have been remember. one of my mom's greatest friends yeah you guys because literally so there were so many times that like i like my best memory of my mom oh man Oh. My best memory of my mom was um, the look on her face when I asked if we could order Ollie's. <laughs> and she like got so happy because it's like she'd been wanting it and she just like was just waiting for me to say it. Uh -huh. And I just remember her saying, oh, all right, let's order Ollie's. And I'm like, can we watch a movie too? And she was like, yes, let's watch a movie. And I just remember times of just me and her just chowing down on this fat i would take all the white rice just she had these big bowls too I'd take all the white rice and just dump it i would just make this this little rice cake right right on top of my bowl and i would just pour all all the freaking uh broccoli and chicken all over that <laughs> all over that shit and it would just be this huge pie looking thing of chicken and broccoli with white rice and i would just eat the whole thing and i would just I would just feel great. My belly would be freaking stuffed. My mom would be freaking stuffed. And we just watched whatever movie because she would always do what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so she would watch whatever movie I wanted to watch. And it would be cool because, you know, she'd be there. But then as I got older, I didn't really yeah. do that with my mom anymore. You know, I, I kind of was hanging out with my friends. And so for whatever reason, maybe I closed up on my mom and I didn't really let, like, let her in. Mm -hmm. Maybe it stemmed on some communication issues that, we had too growing up. My mom wasn't necessarily as communicative as she wanted in the sense where she didn't, I didn't feel like she understood me. And she, you know yeah, how I we think kind she of, did her best. I think what was, what always happened is the, the understanding part. Yeah. And, and sometimes even like recently she'll say like, it's okay. Like we have to agree to disagree. And you're kind of like, but I don't think you understand like where I'm coming from. And so I think that's, the harder part to kind of deal with because you don't feel like somebody's even listening to you. You're just understanding that they have their own opinion and that's it. Like they didn't even hear you. They just put their foot down. And I think that's kind of where you guys had a, didn't meet eye to eye. Yeah. Sorry, I was just, I was just like thinking about, you know, I was just thinking about why, why I truly love my mom. And I think that's why, you know, like, even though she didn't understand me, she never gave up on me. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know what love is, like, if that's not love, like, I don't know what love is. Mm -hmm. And that's just, the, you know, how do you look at somebody and just, I don't understand where you're coming from. You know, like, you're hurting my feelings, how you're f being so upset at me, but but I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to kick you out. I'm not going to disown you. You're not even my blood. You drive me crazy, but I'm not going to give up on you. And I just, I guess maybe that's why I, you know, was kind of so upset about one of my family members, um, kind of acting kind of what they did re recently, um, because 
I love my mom and because I never gave up, she never gave up on me, you know, I wonder if the same could be said about this person's family mm-hmm. and the fact that they never gave up on them. And it's just kind of like a spit in my face because I'm just like, you know, what this person is going through. I'm, I'm sorry I'm being it's very okay. general, but what this person is going through is is just so horrible. And it's just to, to see something that close to me, how this person is kind of being around this person, it scares me so much. You know what I mean? When you see it's something like, and it's so... Yeah. Somebody is not supporting somebody else in the way that they should be. And that's, and Sam's kind of frustrated because he doesn't understand like how his mom was so loving and caring and, and it scares me that she's, we grew up together Mm -hmm. and that's like their best friend. And with a best friend, I feel like comes a lot of similarities in who you guys are. And just like couples, I think when you guys are so close for such a long time, you kind of turn into each other a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. because you're just all around each other. Mm -hmm. And so I'd have to think that she's just as loving and kind and and loyal to this person, you know, her daughter, as my mom is to me. And the fact that she is doing that and I'm close to her, we are kind of similar in a way too because we're product of two very similar people. I get scared that is that some of me in there too? Like, if my mom got sick, would I do that? And that's but the thought, the thought of, of how that. close she is to me yeah. scares me yeah. that there's part of me that very well could not be. But because I, the relatability, it it's that's why I get so that's why maybe I got so defensive. You know, maybe yeah. that's why I like kind of really like said my piece with her, but with this person yeah. because I just. I I think also like not to put you on the spot too much but I also feel like you really care about your mom's best friend a lot more than you really understand or think you do only because maybe this is only because of their relationship of them this person kind of helping raise you and this person is so similar to your mom in all these other ways too like they're they're opposites but they're similar (laughs) it's very interesting um, but I think that that's kind of where they you take offense. They each other out, like any good human being connection, you know, if they're really good. If you had a sibling, you know, and they disrespected your mom, this is literally how you would feel. Yeah. And so I think that's why you're taking it so hard. Yeah. And so it's super understandable. A lot of that does come out of protection. I was explaining that to her yesterday, actually. Your mom? Yeah, by saying one, the specific event, you know, um, told my mom the real reason that she really uh, hurt hurt me mm-hmm. because of the specific things she was saying to my mom. And I saw holes in it, and it really hurt me because I don't like when my mom is misled. And... I'm very sensitive about that because I care about her a lot. And so, yeah, I kind of said my piece to her. Yeah. Told her how I feel. I don't know if it's good. I don't know. I think. <laughs> I wish I knew the future. Like, yeah. I, 
I think the number one thing you taught me and like really close when I got to New York is exactly that is like you stop holding things in and say what you need to say in the moment and how you feel and just be a hundred percent honest with that and know that the other person might not like that but they will handle it and react accordingly and how they react and how they handle it is not your business because you're just simply being honest and telling your truth and being true to everything about yourself and so I just have to think that you know that came from you you taught me that and I had to say goodbye to two friends when I got here to New York. They weren't doing anything for me. They were bringing me down. They were really hurting me than helping me in anything. And one of them I've known for a very, very long time. And the other, I'm probably the same amount of time. Very long friends. And, and this, I think, is hurting you a lot harder because this was like a sibling to you. And when you're saying you say, said your piece. You know why it's, it's hurting me? Because I know that it's hurting my mom. And maybe that's how, that's how loyal I am to her. That's how much respect I want to give her. That's how much love I want to show her. It's a new era that you're walking into, I think, especially not living with your mom anymore. You know, it's, you guys are learning how to communicate better. I feel like your talks are a lot easier. Not not easier, but it's there's hard. not as she's, much. She's stubborn. A yeah. <laughs> she, uh, for whatever reason, she's very, she takes a little time to understand things. And it takes, you know, I need to, I need to learn um, more patience. I need to, I know that I can have a better conversation with, with my mom. Uh, patience with her is oddly short (laughs) I don't know why necessarily I just I just sometimes uh, get a little impatient with her and uh, you know I uh, very self-inflicting when that happens because I feel terrible and um, yeah I just uh I'm just in this time in my life where I just don't want to hurt anybody. And I just want to be a supporting person in somebody's life who wants to be in mine and who shows me love. And um, it's a very complicated feelings. I don't really know what to make of any of it, but sorry, guys. I'm just kind of like, it's okay. just that. Uh, spitballing my thoughts right now (laughs) but um just have a lot of feelings i don't know why um but yes it's very complicated (laughs) and i don't know where 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 it will lead me but i just all i know is that i just want to try and do good and just try and be in the try and be a a force of good in people's lives who care about me Mm -hmm. that's all yeah I think that what you just said was really important. You want to be involved in people's lives, you know, who want you in their lives, who care enough, who will put their foot down, who will say like, hey, like, wait, 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 let's figure this out. Let's do whatever it takes because like I want to be in your life. So it's hard when sometimes you expect people to do that and, and they don't. And it's not easy. Yeah. Going back to Ollie's a little bit. 
Ollie's is a Chinese place in New York City. Oh yeah, it's not a. I don't know if it's a nationwide thing. I never heard of it. Till Whoa, I got we here. went really off track. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I just remembered because yeah. No, this was really good because we're kind of getting into detail about like how emotional you are when it comes to your mom, and that's we're talking about emotions. We're talking about eating. We're talking about those things are very linked and like I was kind of thinking about earlier was when COVID happened and we were ordering out almost every, well, we were, we were ordering out every single day and it was with your mom and we were having like hamburgers every night. (laughs) That was the fun. Honestly, I look back on that and I just, I was one of the highlights of, of, of my twenties, honestly, um, just, you know, hanging out with you and my mom two most important people in my life life lives life life <laughs> and, <laughs> and um it's just it was summer and and we i don't know i finally i don't know how you felt but i finally felt like i could just socially ex- be so have it be socially acceptable for me to just not hang out with anybody yeah <laughs> just just be a hermit and just you know <laughs> and just eat out every day yeah. and just chill and we would me and your mom would drink and it felt a little bit like being a kid again, you know. Yeah. Just we just we'd always you're... have our meals together. <laughs> yeah. You guys would always be making coffee in the morning together. I think maybe that's why, because mm-hmm. I would always be like, Hey Ma, you thinking about a, a hamburger. What do you think? And she just like gave me that same grin, just kinda like Yeah, you know I'm a double down on that. <laughs> and and um, she's like, I'm not really hungry, but Aw, uh, you know what? I could use a burger too. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Now all I have to do is convince Megan. And you're <laughs> always like, oh, fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it was good times. I liked it. Yeah. But I definitely think that you guys both kind of have that in common, you know, emotional eating. I remember when um her friend came over and had kind of got kicked out. She was supposed to stay with us, but weird circumstances happened and we had to tell her to leave and where did we go right after we had to kick her out of our house Big, um new wave cafe yeah see that's another reason why i really love my mom is that she um it might take her some time but in the end she always understands and she always somehow shows me in some form of an or another um that she's got my back and I don't forget that. Um, you know, I was talking to her a, a little bit about how, um, in a certain event, affected you. Mm-hmm. Um, Just say it. I don't know what it was. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving <clears throat> or Rosh Hashanah uh, brunch when my mom does a thing where she invites mm. all of her close friends and, and family. and But we weren't invited. Yeah, but you specifically. Because to me, it didn't really... I, I, think, I used to it, but mm-hmm. but you, but it was all, all women's and, and you weren't invited. And the problem with that, in my opinion, was just it's a different family dynamic, right? Like my family, they do everything together. So... When I was living with my family, it's like we're out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Like it's it, a whole, it's a whole thing. We're not gonna have, we're not gonna. If my mom and dad like did a friends thing, like they, I'd always be invited to it. So when she had like this, like this girls 
birthday kind of thing. And then not only that, she invited other family members who were girls. And I'm just like, damn, like me and Maya didn't even get invited. Like, and also, I'm sorry, I know it's a girls thing, but if I had a kid, you're going to everything with me because like, I love you. I appreciate you. I want you there. I want you in my life. And it's just a difference. No, and that's, that's kind of why, you know, you bringing that up with me. It really, it really hurt me um, because I don't give a crap about me. You know, what hurt me was that it was a girl's day and forget me, but I was just, I was upset at my mom because for the first time in my life, you know, there is uh well, for the second time, but my, excuse my for a second. Um, there's someone in my life who's just as important as my mom. And it hurt me because I felt symbolically like my mom wasn't accepting you. And to me, that's why I bring it up to my mom. And more recently speaking, using that as an analogy for certain things that I was expressing to my mom about something else. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like she was was thinking about that prior to me bringing it up mm-hmm. because she might have not agreed at the time on the things that I was initially calling her for. But I felt in her voice that conversation that she truly, and I'm very rare, but I know that she messed up. And what's funny is that moment kind of let me put my foot off the gas a little bit in terms of going so intensely with trying to get my initiative like explain to her for another topic Mm -hmm. but because i was like wow Mm -hmm. and i was and then i was like yeah you know so like it's things like this and she was just like in her wow you know i can't i can't even vocalize um her uh maybe understanding yeah or no how she was saying it but she was like she was like Yeah, I really messed up on that one. Like, you know, her voice when she, you know, is... You can tell when somebody's really getting kind of emotional about things and really understanding and feeling like how, feeling like empathy. Yeah, and I had also told her, too, about what you had brought up with with Maya and how she wanted Maya to come over after After. it was done. She wanted us to all come over afterwards, and that kind of bothered me because it was like, okay, now I want to show you you guys. I don't want you guys to be a part of this whole, like, family-friend thing, but I do want to show off Maya and, like, my family after it's all done. And, like, here's the thing, like, it bothered me, but I also had to kind of be understanding that you were raised very separate from your mom and her friends, so you didn't go and do things with them. But this is the first time that minus Maya, obviously, because I can just understand the adolescence mindset because that's at least how I was growing up. Like, well, you know, we can only get so far. Yeah. (laughs) But as, as an adult. Yeah. And as for the first time ever, the actual acknowledgement of a mindset of a family member. Yeah. I felt as though, you know, it's time, you know, in, in my, in my mind. 
So that's maybe why also I took it so personally and why she didn't acknowledge it necessarily either, which yeah. is maybe why she felt bad, which is and probably the acceptance get... of a family, another yeah. family member. Yeah. Because that would be her acknowledging how, how adult I am mm -hmm. and how the dynamic is kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was just going to say that because like I get grouped probably in this kind of well, I have a kid kind of thing. She thinks you're still a kid. Well, you still are her kid and will always be her baby. But, uh, like, yeah, I get grouped yeah. in that that analogy of, like, oh, those are the kids. You know, this is, like, an adult dinner. Those are the kids. And I totally understand that, which is why, like, my I had really big feelings about it, but they came and went, and I, like, I didn't hold a grudge on it or anything. But, you know, it bothered me for a minute. And even, like, sometimes when, you know, when I first got here, she'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to... Uh, I'm going to go to the farmer's market with my friend on Sunday and it's going to be great. And I'd just be like, Fuck, like, damn, why are you, why didn't you, why aren't you inviting us? Because my family went to the farmer's markets on Sundays too. And so like that shit like hurt. Oh my God, I'm getting like emotional. That shit hurt my feelings because I'm like, yo, you don't want like us to come with? Like, because like my family does that all the time. We go together and not having my family here and just feeling like, I don't, I'm not, it's, don't get me wrong. You guys don't make me feel like I'm not a part of a family. And my family's fucked up in their own ways. But what I love about my family is that they still are always down to be together. They're always yeah. down to be together. And we will go to the fucking flea market an hour away and just look at junk together. You know, we will go look at Christmas lights for hours together. And that's kind of maybe why things have actually been slowly changing with like me and my mom because of this new idea of what a family can be. And I guess you guys didn't never really never had, had a that. Family. So these yeah. potentially could be just crazy growing pains. Yeah, I guess I never thought of that. Because oh. it's kind of spreading out even further potentially then <laughs> your waves are spreading yeah. you're, there are ripples now which is good yeah. i think it's good because i think that maybe we did get too far away from each other as the side of you know my side of the family and maybe this is a good thing mm -hmm. being able to reconnect with family and to let family know that certain things might have been okay for like 30 years but maybe it's not okay now maybe it shouldn't be okay now maybe it's times that we reassess how we do things to a certain extent yeah. and maybe i'm not having a conversation <laughs> explaining that but maybe i'm doing it through well maybe my actions. we will too because like it is <sighs> It, sometimes it bothers me, you know, that Maya's not really well ad adapt to go out to eat sometimes. You know, not saying she has to be this proper little pristine kid just sitting there not doing anything. But until recently, it just seemed like she had no table manners. She doesn't know how to kind of act when you go out in public and sit down at a table. And I guess like for a few years, we didn't. We're like we're hermits. You don't really go out that Speaking much. Speaking of table manners, you know what I was thinking about when I was in Disney World with my mom, Ellie, and Lucy, and I had my elbows on the table. Oh shit! <laughs> and this this guy who brought out food was saying how, because I think I was eating my hamburger with my elbows on the table, just oh. like, yeah, you know, just looking at her. 
mm-hmm. and um, the guy who's bringing over more drinks mm-hmm. said completely surprised me and said, "Hey, you shouldn't have your elbows off the ta- on the table. It's, it's rude." And the way that he said that, he was joking, but he caught me off guard so bad. And I w- it was like getting caught red-handed. Yeah. And the fact that, like, Lucy and my mom doubled down on that made me feel so bad. And Ellie was just like, I'm happy I don't have it on the table because she didn't at the time. And I was just like. Good for you. I, I've, it, it scarred me. Like, that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. It hurt me really bad. That I'll never rem- forget when it was my... a half tube. Ta- it was a half tube table, so I could see my, my mom and on the and, other side. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And that's like I'll never forget when I heard that my first time too. And also, don't chew with your mouth open. No, like elbows on the table. You know, like always use your manners when it comes to like thank you, whatever. No, thank you. You know, when you're asking for something or be polite. Don't speak over somebody. Because how my mom was raised was um, you don't speak until you're being spoke to. And she said that's how they were raised. And so it was a bit more strict. So then seeing Maya, like, I guess because I was just kind of raised with that in the very beginning and seeing Maya kind of like still learning these things. I I got scolded with that, sucking my teeth. Never forget that. My babysitter was just. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's like. While you were eating? No, he's like, go clean your room. And I'm like. Not knowing how disrespectful it was. Oh, and Christ. and he said, I'll never forget that. He said, don't suck your teeth at me. With that <laughs> Puerto Rican accent. <laughs> I was shook. Mine did that I one time. I was shook. Yeah. I was caught off guard. Yeah, what? I was caught off guard. I was like, what did you just do? She's like, no, no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to. She probably got called out too, horribly. Yeah. But... Woo. Yeah, it's um it's an inter- life is so interesting in, in where oh, it takes yeah. you and things like that because um yeah, one time we're talking about food and the next we're talking about emotional damage. I mean if you wanna talk about like how something similar, um about feeling called out um during my binge eating, when it started to get really bad, my doorman actually called me out. Mm. He said, you got to stop. He's, he, um, he's a smaller dude, very skinny, very fit. And he, I remember I was... At the time he was fit? Yeah, Does we don't know him anymore. W? Oh, okay. I was going to say. No, it. no, that's why. Why I oughta. No. Um, uh, he doesn't work there anymore. Okay. And... I remember coming home with my <laughs> daily McDonald's bag, um, which consisted of a quarter, double quarter pounder with cheese, a large French fries, three chocolate chip cookies, and a large high C orange. That was my go-to meal. Like after school every day? Yeah. Um, well, I don't... It was definitely the weekends. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the weekends. That was my... That was literally the, my favorite thing to do. I would get that meal that I just described, and then I would come home, and I'd have this little food tray, and I would I would take... <laughs> and I would put all my stuff on the table. I would look at it. I would admire it. And then I would turn on my TV, 
in my room and I would watch the 8 p.m. sci-fi special that was on of the movie of the week that they would always broadcast. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, da-da-da-da-da, Firestarter, <laughs> premiering tonight at 8 p.m. And I was like, yeah. Wait, so I what the doorman say to you? Anyways, okay, so what I, I remember one day coming home, it was one of those Saturday afternoons, late afternoons, um, and he said, hey, you better stop eating that McDonald's. You're going to get fat, man. And I was like, damn, yo, that hurt me. So, like, I just was so caught off guard because I had prior known potentially like I was putting on some weight, but I was like, oh, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, it was the first time I think somebody ever called me out for my weight. And since then, I got so shook that every time I went out, I would bring a backpack. So I would get my order and I would put it in my backpack. Mm -hmm. So I knew no matter where I went, no one would call me out. Yeah. Um, when were you brought to the doctor with a potential diagnosis because of eating? Ah. Uh, when, 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 when. This was before 13, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I think it was, was after. Was it after? After I met you. Okay. Yeah. Um, you want to like go through that a little bit? Like what happened? What led to that maybe? Uh, I was gaining a lot more weight. And my mom called me out a few times too, where she was expressing that she was really concerned because... I was eating so dang much. Mm -hmm. um, and I think because I didn't, all my adolescent hormones were hitting hard mm -hmm. um, on top of the just kind of like binge eating my feelings. I was, you know, having feelings of just sadness. Um, I... Uh, <sighs> and this isn't just regular like sadness. I remember talking to your mom's friend recently at a gathering and they said that they walked into the, your room one time to say hi because they came over and you were laying on your bed and your hands were crossed over your belly and you were just looking up at your ceiling and you didn't even recognize that they were there because you were, you were looking. You were just so lost and you were just yeah. so depressed. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I remember a, a lot of wild wild feelings it was so interesting i just it was just like a wave of feelings and i just could not seem to get out of it and the one and i clung on to the one thing that gave me comfort which was the memory of seeing potentially my unknowingly subconsciously seeing my mom well seeing my mom but not remembering that i was seeing my mom eat to find happiness and i think coupled with that unbearing you know, uncontrollable emotional waves that I was hitting in terms of me feeling these feelings and, my, and me wanting to feel happy, it started to snowball into this huge, or and taking any kind of criticism started to snowball into this huge uh, eating habit of just just binge eating. So would you not eat during the day then? No, and just I, I come would. Home? I was. Oh, I was, was just a, all day binge eating all the time. It wasn't just one time. You'd like, yeah, like I would anything? try my best to okay. like not eat breakfast mm -hmm. so I could you know eat a bigger meal later, but it would be od. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, and the, there was one. There, I just remember there was this one. This one winter too it was winter break, and I would just I go od. I'd order grilled cheese. Um, chips, 
um, cakes. Uh, Gatorade was a, I love Gatorade. Cakes, plural. Like pieces of cake. Yeah, because, I mean, a cookie and a cake. The grandma's cookies, what is that? Oh, yeah, that was a great. And um, those those Entenmann cakes that come in um, plastic wrap. Okay. You know, that have... Uh, the smaller ones? Yeah, those squares. Yeah. Oh, man, those are so those are so good. I, and I would eat that. And then for lunch, I would have like two slices of pizza. Nothing overkill, but very calorie So dense. this is one meal you had... A grilled cheese. That's for breakfast. Oh, I get for a, breakfast. I get a bacon, egg, and cheese and a grilled cheese at the same time. For breakfast. For breakfast. I and then I'll go over to my friend Saul's house and we play video games all day. And then it would get really hot out and I'd want to go get pizza. And he'd walk with me to get pizza. Mm. You know that pizzeria? Right down He used the to live street. on 80th Street. Oh. When, Saul, when Saul lived on 80th Street, he lived on 80th Street for like five years. Oh. When he lived on, while his, while his, it's funny because while his uh, building was getting renovated, mm-hmm. While he lived on 80th Street, I would literally go over to his house every single day. Anyways. There was a one time where we literally didn't do anything and he was completely fucking Oh, I thought you like had a memory and then you're like, no, I'm not going to say it or something. No, that's what it was. Oh, oh, I was was, like sitting here waiting. Because I was was remembering every day at Saul's house, you know, and then I was saying that like we were, (laughs) we were like super close because I remember like I would just you know, come over and uh, very much like Maya, if Maya had a friend, like she would always say like, Hey, you want to hang out? Like, yeah. you know, and I would always come over and uh, he used to get very attached to things. So he got one, uh, there was this era where uh, it was a few weeks and he was just completely, completely addicted to work, Warcraft, world of <laughs> Warcraft. And I remember I used to get, you know, back when kids spoke their mind more and be like hey fuckhead you know you know truly you know (laughs) yeah say how they feel because i was definitely a new york thing yeah i was like dude are are you gonna play this fucking game all day yeah come on let's hang out and we uh, he actually would get mad at me he'd be like bro i'm playing this fucking game don't you understand like i'm playing a game dude i don't want to go outside and i'm like bro come on yo let's work out let's you know play basketball or like play football it's like dude i don't want to play if you want to play go play go then like i don't want to play and i'd be like oh, fine and i was just <laughs> i would just bring i would just uh sometimes i would have my laptop as a backup and sometimes i'd actually go home and get my laptop and yeah. come back and try to attempt i was never good at world of warcraft because okay. the idea of it it was open world it was one of the first open world games and it was just too overwhelming for me The world was too big. There were too many things that you could potentially do. It was literally like playing with your life. He's tight. Why? Oreo wants, uh, he wants you to wrap him in the blanket. Oh my God. You growling. Sam's taking an intermission. Sorry. My mom like called me and she's like, what time are you going to be done with the podcast? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Ooh. My mom. Oh. <laughs> um. Well, we can wrap it up soon. I just. No. That's what I was just doing looking down. Oh. Um, yeah. No, I. um. My face was like all mushed. I'm like, what's. Oh, I just to open gifts. Well, like, we're not. I'm not opening any gifts until Maya's yeah. here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell her that's all right. Yeah. We're not opening. 
my ass here. Sorry. <laughs> Sidetrack. Um, all right, then back to, like, when you went to the appointment. What did the doctor tell you? Like, oh, what kind yeah, of test to, did I they run to, on you or I went anything? to uh, a specialist. A specialist doctor deal, dealt with weights in kids. And um, it was a it was a it was a woman, and I believe she was doing an examination, and I think she uh, gave me a blood test and was like looking at me, and she had told me that um, she was very concerned. I'd never forget this. She, um, she was very concerned because she saw this dark discoloration on my on the back of my neck mm -hmm. and said that that is the precursors and the beginning of being borderline diabetic when you have somehow this shading mm. on the back of your neck i remember that and i was i just she was like this is very serious if you continue the way that you're eating you're gonna be diabetic and it kind of short, which that was the peak though. Cause mm -hmm. shortly after that, I ended up going to that camp. Okay. And, um, it was not fat camp. You motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, outward bound camp, uh, more specifically to deal with, um, just troubling issues that you're going through addiction, I guess of any kind. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, did you ever think that you had an addiction when you were younger? No. Was that ever present? Was that an, an, a, like a, a recent thing that you I realized think, that you had Because there was never a word for it. It was yeah. always like anorexia. Anorexia. But I don't think it was truly ever talked about during the early 2000s about obesity. Like true. You know why? Because literally that's what happened. There was a time where McDonald's was the king of the world yeah. when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And then slowly, in the in maybe the 2008, 2009s, they started to realize how harmful it was. And that's when Su Super Size Me came out because I was in high school almost when that movie came out. I mean, we can check the date on Super Size Me, but that would, that would, that would be the first time ever that the United States has ever acknowledged that the fast food corporations, just like smoking, yeah. it was bad for you. So because nobody acknowledged it per se, but they saw that obviously it was a health problem of mine. I was yeah. getting fat. It was this chatter talk for me. Like anorexia was something different because it's not drive driven by food per se. It is, but it isn't, right? Because you couldn't say like that gave my son anorexia, McDonald's. No. Yeah, no corporation sense. could be blamed on anorexia. Right. But you, this is the first time that you have scientific proof that you could blame obesity and in kids based on that specific food, like yeah. processed food and, and fast food right? and sodas and stuff. And so all these studies, I guess, were coming out after it, which is why there were potential like words and, and ideas that were associated later on in life. Yeah. And I guess looking back, I was like, wow, I guess, you know, I did have a binge eating problem. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, you know, totally understood. I think, you know, you have a binge eating problem. You know, I think you have a problem with food, you know, or, yeah. or I think all of these things. I, you know, I don't, this, uh, it's like such a well-known fact that McDonald's is not good for you. Right. And getting help and mental help is so important for somebody. Mm -hmm. And all these stories that are out there and all these, you know, success stories. And, and even because of this 
weight problem, you, you saw things like the chimp that truly started to get bigger. These health fads, veganism fads mm -hmm. started to become more popular because I felt like people were looking for better, healthier alternatives because of all this information that was influxed and inundated with society. Isn't that really interesting then? Yeah. Because, yeah, people are looking at more home remedies. Like it was the rejection of of the idea of fast food and, mm -hmm. and, and mass goods like Wonder Bread, like all of these processed foods that used to be the king of everything like low prices everything uh, instant meal like hungry man yeah. kids cuisine now those things are like ew you're gonna I'm not, i'll never give my kid you know yeah and it's just crazy because now all these new families are popping up like my kids only on no like we limit meat we limit processed food like that's a given yeah to think that that wasn't a given now in, there's in like it was funny because <laughs> recently i look at maya's lunch menu sometimes just to see what she loves Perfect example exactly she loves eating like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches are her thing right now and when i was younger like i wouldn't get caught dead bringing my own lunch i'm definitely gonna have that school lunch and you know that shit was like pizza and mm -hmm. fucking chocolate milk and shit it was a uh, stuffed crust cheesy oh my god and the midwest was even worse because you saw i see you, know, you see documentaries on like some <laughs> some high schools there their shit is like legit junk food <laughs> like it's wild they yeah have vegan options for children yeah they what have the vegan options now man. this Jeez. uh what was a few days ago i think it was like veggie veggie nuggets and i was like wait 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 wait, wait. did Kids i read that right to think there are eight-year-old six-year-old kids that are vegan, vegan. <laughs> or vegetarian like mom i don't want to eat meat like what like, yeah, back then that was like the most, especially in the Midwest, it was like not, well, and it still is not really accepted. So fast. Like when we come, when I go over there and um, I'm like maybe feeling a certain way, like more tired or something, my grandpa will be like, yeah, maybe it's because you need to eat meat. I'm like, I, okay. So like, oh, it's probably because you're not eating enough meat. And it's just a, a, a common thing to say. So it's just really funny. Um, not everybody's, I'm sure, like that, but <laughs> yeah, but just like going back to it, it's like I never knew necessarily what it was, mm -hmm. and I guess I had genuine good reason to. There wasn't that much information out there to a certain extent. So then, after camp, though, hmm. were you so in camp you didn't have any of those options? Like, what were you eating at in camp? They gave me a bag that I had to ration throughout the week, and that consisted of like trail mix, it wasn't necessarily the best, but it was definitely a calorie limiter. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so it was, um, Chex Mix, granola, uh, a jar of peanut butter, um, a roll of, a pack of tortillas, um, one condensed cheese that doesn't go bad in the, in the, uh, without a fridge. Um, cause you were eating outside. Everything yeah, was outside. Three packets, one packet or two, two one or two packets of um chocolate hot chocolate mix okay. two packets of tea salt and pepper and a pepperoni stick mm. and it was kind of like prison we just had to learn how to reinvent certain things um for instance i learned all these new tricks to a certain extent like if you want di more diversity um, you can use your peanut butter throughout the week. And on Wednesday, when your peanut butter, whenever your peanut butter is half full, you pour half of your Swiss, Swiss hot chocolate into it. And it creates this kind of Reese's hot, cho um, peanut butter, uh, kind of paste. And it tastes great. And you roll it up in a, 
in a, in tortilla? a tortilla and, and eat it. It's like a great different variety. It's like you're eating a Reese's and it tasted great. And for instance, um, once you start to learn how to make a fire, you can um, get a tortilla and put cheese on your tortilla and put your and put your meat on it. And then, yeah, and cook, and then oh, a create pizza. a fire. Yeah, and literally create a pizza. And I did it one time because you can only, when you create fire, as you level, level up, you get more and more access to things like prison where <laughs> you you're, you're do good, so you get rewarded. And yeah. one of those rewards was being able to not, to eat by, to eat with everybody. Okay. Because when you start off, you, which is funny because that's how prison works. When you start off in prison to a certain extent, you could be isolated. Yeah. And you're literally, they, you're in this quarantine zone. And until you prove yourself, then you maybe get access to like the main building with all the prisoners or the less violent prisoners. Yeah. And then if you do even better, you get, you know, you get outside time where you can be outside with, you know, instead of like inside or something. And so that's kind of how it was. The higher I got, I could be with the, my, um, I could talk. Oh, that was one of the things during your meals. If you were in your, um, that phase, you can't talk. Mm. You have to eat your meals by yourself. Okay. In the in the, far away from the camp. Oh. And you could and you could. It Did was far enough like that you can't hear you? them. It was far enough that you can't you can't really hear them. Yeah. But close enough that you could hear them without. But you couldn't hear what they were saying. Ah. You hear words and stuff coming in and out, but but you couldn't hear. And you could say they could see you. You could see okay. them. Um. But then after camp. Were you able to maintain your weight that you had lost? Because I'm oh, sure um, you lost a lot of weight. I lost a lot of weight and I, I've re- rebounded a little. I gained a little bit of weight back. And then that's, I think that was a turning point um, for me when I realized that I was getting some of the weight back that I really needed to make a change. And I, and that was also, it was nice because I was able to, and that's when I started to turn to veganism is when I was really trying to get back to a healthier eating lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just vegan, it was raw vegan. Yeah. Um, because you want to talk about what that is? I gained, yeah, I, I gained weight back and then I was dead. And then it was kind of like slowly though, but I did. And I remember senior year, I was a little chubby and I got very scared of that. And, um, like freshman year of mid freshman year of high school was and because of the because of the stabilization i also think of my hormones mm-hmm. from um puberty i think between that and um just wanting that change i ended up finally coming to a cool thing where i ended up turning to like a fitness person that was when i started first ever, ever truly started to run very long distances and then i caught on to just trying to be more vegan and trying to vegan lifestyle and it really helped me because it really dropped my weight super super crazy and my mom so skinny and my mom caught on and she started doing it too and she dropped a lot of weight a lot a lot of weight and um yeah i got you know really skinny and then but then I didn't necessarily want to be that skinny anymore. I actually wanted to like, Bulk you know, up. yeah. Mm-hmm. And the minutes I remember I, I was teetering and I decided, damn, I, I, I want, it's, it, it's too expensive. <laughs> Can't, to be vegan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, I would, uh, I would really, I would really like try and do everything right. You know, try and like just 
get a lot as much organic stuff as I could. And I being wanted, a raw vegan, you're not get, cooking anything. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, have expensive things, goji berries and, mm-hmm. you know, all these fucking shit I was violating. And I was like, yo, I can't do this anymore. Um, so, yeah, and then I, and, but, but by then I was able to, I think, have that much, like, understanding of my weight down and my ability to kind of slowly get back because this would be the first time I would be getting back into meat since I kind of like honestly like was not going in that direction um not getting weight you mean well get gaining weight again okay. remember when I relapsed yeah kind of and I rebounded and it was kind of my freshman year when I was kind of like getting a little fat and I was like oh no 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 and then I slowly kind of curved that into veganism running veganism running veganism running for a long period of time until the first time I realized that I wanted to gain more weight mm-hmm. and put on muscle and then that's the first time that I was ever going to eat meat again since the time that I relapsed. Oh, so that's okay. why it was so like monumental Mentally. for me because I was terrified of relapsing again potentially. Yeah. But then I was okay because I guess that muscle memory kicked in of just being on that consistent diet and knowing my stomach shrinking for a longer, such a long period of time where it was a lot harder to, to stretch again yeah. physically. And I think because of that, I was able to maintain the weight. And the longer I got from there, the more I was able to understand my body. And as my body started to stabilize from my hormones, even more so as I got a little bit older into my like mid twenties, then it finally was just like, I think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't think I could potentially really truly get to that place because I'm, I'm too aware of, of myself and my emotions that I don't think I'll be able to get that deep or far up. Maybe, Oh, knock on wood, but and I think also just going to the gym became such a serious ritual. Yeah, habit, I, yeah. ritual thing. And it wasn't like, you are not okay unless you go to the gym every day. And I didn't really understand that when I was visiting or when I was, you know, started living here in the beginning. And not until recently when you brought that up, as you kind of explained it, you kind of broke it down of, like why it's so important, why you're still so scared of relapsing and having that problem. And it's, I guess it, it is like an addiction, right? Oh, the yeah. me- mentality, right? Because yeah. at any day you could potentially go back to that place. And I think sometimes you teeter, not in, you're very careful in what you eat. So even when we started talking a little bit about in the very beginning and you were talking about, <laughs> about the chicken breast, you were very spot on. You're very close to, you know, the macros. Because that's another avenue. Not only was I vegan, um, as I transitioned into meat, I, that was my kind of... That, that, wow, that's a, thank you for bringing that up because that was um, one of the blueprints to how I was also physically able to control what I was eating because I, I started to look into the macros and started to figure out how many calories I should be eating and what is the variety of calories that can change somebody's weight based on see like two 2500 calories is different when 10 of that 10 of 10 percent of that 2500 calories is just protein compared to 40 percent of that 2500 calories same 2500 calories two different diets Mm -hmm. one of them is like almost a a quarter more protein Mm -hmm. than the other one how much difference that can be between somebody being held over the day and somebody needing the snack more because they don't have that protein source to hold them down. Mm-hmm. And my understanding of those numbers helped me not over overdo it. Yeah. Because I can say, okay, well, two of those cookies 
mm-hmm. or like 150 calories, mm-hmm. that's 300 calories I'd go over. What's, you know, some, an alternative that could hold me over? Mm-hmm. And doing that too really helped me. So now when I, even at a, I, my memory now is like, okay, if like I've, I've weighed it cause I got to wear it. That's the only way you can truly count your macros, right? You yeah. need to get a food scale. I was weighing all my food all the time. And so even sometimes when you, I would start, I would weigh it. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's how I started to understand too, like serving sizes. Like, so I wouldn't even need to pull, use the scale anymore, yeah. which is why I say like, which is why I was able to give you that, you know, ballpark number yeah yeah and i think it was nice because and i'm not sure if you still do this but use like my fitness payoff to oh, put yeah. in your macros yeah only way to keep it down that mm-hmm. you know your phone's always with you you're not, mm-hmm. not gonna bring your pad and paper mm-hmm. with you you know so that was always nice entering my calories that i burned equally out to more food i could eat yeah it was like a game a little bit with me it made things easier. Yeah. You know? And then when you go to the gym, you don't just do some like lollygag bullshit workout. Like you're really, your uh, cardio is very intense. Yeah. And which is interesting now because I was, I'm able to, uh, which is interesting now because I'm in a different phase of my life because now I don't need to burn as many calories as I maybe had once done. It's the creatine. No, but not even. It's been a few years that really? I, that's happened because I can literally eat so much and not like I used to burn on average um, 800 to 1,000 calories every time I went to the gym. Yeah. But now I, I don't. Now I honestly on average burn between 150 to 250 calories on the elliptical. And I, I like, and it's strange. And you're able to maintain. Yeah. And, be okay. and and that's what I was talking about, the different stage of my life. Yeah. Because my body is literally, I think, changing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've, I've gone such a long, that's what they say with, with, um, with, I literally was watching a TikTok about, um, weight training and a gym, a gym trainer saying to everyone who's new, listen, anyone who started to go for the gym for six months is not going to put on as much weight as you see those like classic physique bodybuilders. Not the pro ones, not the steroid guys, but the ones that are just very lean and stuff like mm-hmm. um, Arnold in the beginning. Like that, that right there, when you see guys like that, that's a decade, half, a decade and a half worth of working out. Mm-hmm. That is muscle built on muscle, built on muscle, built on muscle, built on muscle for so long. That their muscles, and that's why you see a little bit of a more of a, a man man with really shredded muscles, like really shredded. Because, um, and it also the earlier you start, you know, say I started when I was 13 lifting weights, and that's all I did. I mm-hmm. didn't do music, I just lifted weights, or maybe not 13, but like 16. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 25, my muscles could be as toned as my age now. Like I could, you know what I mean? Like the time lapse between when you start, it'll eventually you do enough, you lift enough weight, you know, it starts to actually like look more defined and it becomes more bigger by default and it gets more chiseled and your, and your muscles get more defined. Um, therefore maybe it's not at, it doesn't, I don't need to be there as long because my body has so been literally under so much there's so much mileage in the tank that it it can literally do use a lot less but get a lot more from it 
I don't know how that means. <laughs> it's just funny watching you right now because <laughs> yeah. you're like look acting like you're lifting weights. I'm, I'm like, feeling it. I'm yeah. feeling like my my words and my expression and my explanation. But, yeah, yeah. It's just interesting. It is, and it's nice because it makes me understand where you're coming from when you are like, I have to go to the gym. In my head, I'm like, yeah, you don't have to go, but like I've never really questioned that because you're very like fierce about going you're very dedicated you're very adamant that like you're going so you're going and we always have to work around it whether we're in you know vacation or in minnesota like we are there at the gym on the first day and we are trying to figure out membership (laughs) i'm like hey we're here for a week how much is that going to be and it's really nice because where my parents are there's a gym like a few i was gonna say blocks (laughs) like maybe a mile away we just drive up there and we're there for like an hour, hour and a half. And I like it because it's like, I guess when you think about it, it's like work hard, play hard. Mm-hmm. I can only, pl- I have to work, I have to work somehow, mm-hmm. right? I can't just play all the time, which is interesting. Yeah. And I think it's healthy. It's not like you went from one addiction to another, so to speak. I mean, you are very, you know, dedicated to what you're eating and you're very conscious and you're very aware of your body. So it is nice to to see that you kind of broke that cycle. Yeah. And it was a little bit scary, I guess, for Maya. Like a few, like a year ago before she went into camp, she was getting a little bit bigger. And I was kind of getting worried because she hadn't, at the gym, at the school prior, she didn't have any gym. So I was like, oh. Yeah, she's very different than me, which is interesting. Because when I was a kid, her age, I there was no problem with my weight. Because mm-hmm. I was doing everything all, all the, the time. time. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's different now. Yeah. A lot more reasons to stay home, to be honest, and be in your iPad and online game. And, yeah. You know, you FaceTime your friends. I couldn't FaceTime my friends. <laughs> if I could FaceTime my friends when I was in high school, I don't even, yo, yo, it'd be, it's a world difference now. It's crazy. I don't even want to talk about it. But anyways, <laughs> speaking of food and eating, I'm, I'm freaking hungry. starving. Me too. We, we, we went out, or I went out and got us some food right before and it's just been staring us in the face so we're gonna wrap this up and uh yeah so yeah watch the raider game yep got a quick dive of my uh eating addiction um shit's real people real problems scary problems but and i'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more down the line because i mean this is a very new thing yeah you know we might have more revelations of where this came from where it's going yeah definitely and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that. <laughs> and Merry Christmas yes, and Happy Holidays happy to holidays. everybody. This mm-hmm. is uh, Christmas Eve today, but this will be released on Monday. So hope everybody's family isn't driving them too crazy and all the fights are resolved. Yep. And uh, <laughs> craziness isn't. Hope everybody's yeah. having good food mm-hmm. and uh, just a good time, overall a good time. So we will catch up with you again next week. Mm -hmm. All right. Take care. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.